You're live. Hi all. Is uh is the mic working? Is the mic working? People are joining. Someone give me a little heads up in the chat. Is the mic working? It's definitely on. <sighs> Hello all. Hello everybody. Yes, sir. Kurt Zuma. Kurt Zuma. That can't be the Kurt Zuma. <laughs> Imagine if it was Kurt Zuma. West Ham fan just likes my things. Um Right, this week, questions. Hang on, I've just got a message that I need to read as a... It's a bad place, isn't it? <laughs> Evening. Look at that. Look at the moderator sign there. Yes, lad. Hi, everybody. Um, we are live. Hang on, let me do a little thing. Sorry, these never start very well, do they? Curly Gamble. Emma, why don't you make your own fucking YouTube account? We are live. We are live. Does everyone get a notification when we go live? Evening, right, everyone, got a few questions, see what the chat pop, pops up as well. There's not that many questions, to be honest. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six people got over the Diaz goal, yeah. No, definitely not got up. How many, how many was watching the Canelo live? Uh, 16, 17, but it ended up with 100 viewers. But I think, I don't know, I um, only knew you was live on Twitter, to be fair. I don't know, I don't know how these work. There's a there's a, an option on it where it says you can... Um, you can broadcast, you can click for it to be a broadcast so that, and I think I always say no to that because then it says like it, is it broadcast? No, not broadcast. Um, premier, premier, it says it'll have a premier, but then it says it has a countdown and everything. So maybe I have to click that. And uh, no, nah, I'm definitely not over the Diaz goal yet because the whole game was just a fucking joke, wasn't it? Like, I keep thinking back at the, so even on that, even on my little uh, post-match, Yes, the main man. Yes, Mike. Mike's always here. Good guy, Mike. I was uh, talking to Mike. Have a good time. Um, but yeah, even in my post thing, yeah, I forgot about the, the Salah free kick on um, Basuma. Like, what is going on with that? Any lies for UFC 294? Which one's UFC 294? Is that John Jones? Or is that 295? What's, which one's 294 now? Snide them Prem referees. Seen LFC statement. Is the, is LFC, has LFC done a statement? What does it say? Do you know what we're doing on this live chat, guys? Because it's been a, it's been a mad week. Uh, oh, Islam Charles. Yeah, because it's English time, isn't it? Yeah, I'll do a watch along for that. Yeah, I'll do a lot watch along for that. Yeah, because it's uh, it's English time. It's good. To, it's like, like not English time, but not late, is it? But um, evening, our kid. Yeah, I'll do one for that. Do you know what we're having during this, guys? I'm having a prosecco because it's been quite a challenging week. But then I've had a fucking very very good weekend, a chilled weekend with the family, and I think my dad's getting out of hospital tomorrow, so we'll have a little celebra celebratory celebratory prosecco. How's the baddie, la? The babby, or oh, babby. Unbelievable. Had a sick weekend with him. Went to the, uh, just today we just all chilled, and then today we took him to see my, uh, my dad at the hospital, and then we went to the, um, and then went to the Trafford Centre. What does the statement say? The post-match vid was the best. Got to do them within five minutes of the game. ended. that was within five minutes of the game, and I was fucking, the game had literally just finished. I was fucking fuming. Ah, uh, mate, I made up for you and the family. Cheers, Mike. Yeah, he's coming home tomorrow. We think he's coming home tomorrow. He has been saying he's coming home since Thursday, but, could possibly be coming home tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I can't even get in this. Oof. See, I've been told that I need to tell everyone to like this because there's 54 people in here and only two likes. You all need to like it. If you like it, apparently it helps my algorithms. And listen, I'm doing this now for a living. This is going to be me. So everyone fucking like this thing. Basically, they don't accept the human error judgment and they want it escalated and investigated as it undermines the game. Yeah, fucking hell, Liverpool, mate. I'd like something fucking investigated and escalated as well, you cheeky cunts. Give me my fucking season ticket back. How about that? I'm such... He's itching to get out of there. I'm sure... Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He is. Worst bit was he went in on JJ. The, the, like, me and him had spoke the day before about how much he was excited to go to come to JJ's birthday party. And he went in the morning of JJ's birthday party. So, yeah, he's definitely itching to get out now. Um, you've got more viewers here that... Then Charlie Pearson's live on Boxing Social. <laughs> oh, near enough anyway. He had 60 few when I was on it. Yeah, because Charlie Pearson's a fucking muppet and I'm not. We're doing a podcast soon. We're doing a podcast. We're doing a football podcast. We're doing a rough... Um, we're doing a rough one on the third. So Tuesday, we're doing a little rough one. Then every Tuesday, it's going to be every Tuesday evening. There's four of us. We've got an Arsenal fan, um, another Liverpool fan, and a Blue, an Everton fan. So see so yeah, how that goes. Listen, everyone. Cheers, guys. Right. Shoot. Oh, that's nasty. Where's that from? 
This is what's this is something that got left over after. Do you know what I'm thinking? Because we've got four, but do you reckon we should get more? Or do you reckon fours? I was thinking four is a good number for the um for the podcast, but I could I'd happily have more on because you want to tap into a few fans, don't you? Maybe you but City fan, no one's asked about City fans. City fans don't like move the needle online. Arsenal fans good. Blues are good because I feel like I don't, so he's a bit. I don't. The, the lad who's doing it, it's called John. He's a bit younger, so he might not be cult of Everton. He might be like, do you know, like Sound Everton. Uh, yeah, you don't want more than four. Yeah, I think the same. Maybe put people in. Maybe bring other other fans in if there's been a, like a massive result on that. But we're gonna do one on. We're gonna record one on Tuesday. So which is good because we've got a lot of talking points, and then it'll come out on. Maybe come out, but we don't know. We're gonna listen to it and see how it is. But then after that. We haven't decided if we're going to do it. We're definitely doing it every Tuesday night, but we're not deciding if it's going to be live or not. But now I've monetized my Twi- uh, YouTube, it makes sense to do it live because people can give us fucking money. Look what I've got to keep me Prosecco cold. I've got a pan with ice in it. So, you know what I mean? This is what people from Farmworth do. Do free form rotate a fifth. That's a good idea. Yeah, we could do a... I'll tell you what, we'll have the same four because we, they've all locked in and, and we've been in a little group talking about it for a while. Uh, and then we'll have a guest... I say we have a guest fan every week, maybe like sometimes just whoever we fancy and then maybe sometimes like based on who the... Uh, who the like what who's had a big result like. So who had a big result this weekend? So, for example, maybe a Tottenham fan this weekend or something. You can bin off the fan off for a City fan by game 30. Nah, the Everton... I think ever it'll be so it's good having two Liverpool fans because then obviously we can gang yeah Luton would have been good we can gang up on the others because obviously I'm a red and more I think most of the people who follow me and that are um, are red you know what I've seen nothing from today no I've been in I've been in Manchester all day today I've seen no football no I've, all I've seen is Forest Drew why what's happened today has it been something bad happened today but yeah I think I will add a fifth in let a little fifth, fifth come in every week a different one um, someone's emailed me in a question now. Why would you email it? No. What happened with the VAR today? I've got match of the day on in the background and it's uh, Curtis Jones has just been sent off. Does everyone, right, so seriously, no. There's a few, so you've got a Villa fan here. Um, is everyone else Liverpool fans? Seriously, because obviously the the the, um, the offside is like sort of taken taken away from the red card. Does everyone, does everyone think that's a red card? I still, I, I feel like the more and more people are arguing, saying that it was a red card, but I just don't think that's a red card. I can't see how that is a red card. I really can't. Like, CGI up in the box. Yeah, I did. I watched it and I've just, uh, so I didn't watch it live last night, but I have just watched, I have literally watched all four rounds when I got home from the Trafford Centre. Um, when's this Wolfpack Walk and Talk? He's announced his new venture. The Wolfpack Walk and Talk will be filmed on Friday, but I don't know when it will come out because probably have to be some editing, but I don't really know how to edit things. The way she, that's the word, Josh. That's my that's my that's my whole thing about it, right? There's incompetence in there and there's corruption, but the way the, the fact that the ref runs over to the screen and as he gets to the screen, the tackle is at the point of impact still on the screen, so it looks awful. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 where my issue with it all comes. Like, why is why is why is he why is he not shown it in the? Because if you remember watching it live, the first two angles didn't look bad and Gary Neville was saying, no, no, I don't think it's red and then he said the third angle might look bad and it was the third angle from like around the side that made it look like quite bad, didn't it? But even then, I feel like anyone who's played football, it's not gone to do him though. It's not hurt him. There's proper misleading first impression. Yeah, exactly. The first, as soon as he gets to that screen, he's seeing like, you know, like the leg bent like that on there and it's a... Oh, that's the on goal. How's it gone to? Anyway, I don't know why I'm watching. Sorry, why have I just interrupted that to watch match of the day? So I watched a game. I watched it today. Um, yeah, I don't understand. I understand the studs are high. But the studs weren't high. That's the thing. The studs, Matt, the studs weren't high at first. The studs only go high because he slips over the ball after winning the ball. I know, right, it's a bit of a medieval way of thinking. And, and even though, like I said in that video, it sounds a bit weird saying I'm a bit old at 31. But I feel like I'm... And obviously there's people older than me who would even think my generation of footballers are, are like pansies and that. But for me, if it used to be if you win the ball, if you fucking snap that lad's, lad's leg, 
it's a good tackle. I know it sounds like I'm trying to, I'm not an hard man or anything like that, like I'm, I promise you. But if you win the ball, that's a good tackle to me. That's always been a good t- tackle. The picture looks an absolute shocker to me. Yeah, the picture does look a shocker, but any tackle can look a shocker. The ref should have seen the whole plane. Yeah, and he didn't. That's what I'm saying, Cam. So he never seen it in full speed. He goes over to the screen. And the screen is just a still image of the tackle, which obviously, admittedly, looks bad. And then he's shown the worst angle, because there was three angles that we see on Sky, weren't there? The first one, second one. Why have I just said there's three angles? Then first one, second one, third one. There was three angles. They're like one that you see live, and then one from behind, was it Basuma? And there was one from the side angle, which was the worst one. And all the ref seen was that he saw a still image, which was awful. And then all he saw after that was the 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 one from the side, like, why is he showing a still image and the worst angle? It's like, it's if it's not corruption, it's misleading. It's it's uh, edging your bets in it. It's like leading a decision. You shouldn't, that shouldn't be, be able to happen. Jonathan Weaver, they also shown another angle as soon as he finished reviewing it, as he finished reviewing it. What, and he, did he not see that? The Salah yellow is getting forgot about. Oh, that's on Basuma, the yellow card. Woogs, you've seen a 25k fine could be happening for what? 25k fine for who? Exact same challenge. I don't remember the Saka one, to be honest. I saw someone arguing saying the Chelsea one against us Villa was the same, but that one was worse. I, I, I've not seen that either. I don't want to miss things in the chat because I always do. Frozen image of uh, you'd think VAR would mention it that it's bounced off the ball. Yeah, that's why I don't get it. Like, why? And also, because Gary Neville said that they hear what VAR says. Why don't we hear what VAR said? I snapped my leg two times playing footy and both were what I'd class as fur tackles. It was just unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that wasn't even a, that bad a tackle. See Gary Neville's Sunday opinion, Sky Defoe said something to him. Why? What, do you know what made me laugh, though, about Sky? So, they never said nothing, did they? It wasn't mentioned in the first... Um, so, the off, this is not the red card, this is the offside. So, in the offside, they didn't mention a single thing. And then... Um, and then they've come back and done a little, a little like... 30 second segment because they've obviously watched watched it at half time realised all the reaction on Twitter and realised we need to be on the right side of the controversy do you know what I mean but before that nobody said anything there was nothing on Sky and there was nothing on the um, the other one the, the fucking stream thing nothing was said you also had the Gomez pen which was a story yeah I know no the second no the se- neither no the second yellow mic was a yellow and that's why I find it hard to sit here and defend Jota and this isn't me because like, I don't think he's a great player but the first yellow is a disgrace. Yeah, should never have been booked for it ever. But once you're on a yellow card, you cannot do what he did. He lost the ball. I get it, it's frustrating, and we're obviously we've got ten men. We're trying to break down playing that, but you can't lunge in like the second's a yellow all day. It is. You've got, he's lost the ball and he's coming from behind us. Yeah, it's, it's stupid by him, and it's a yellow card. The second yellow card for Jota is a yellow card all day. But the first one's ridiculous, and and there has to be. You can't go back and start looking at yellows. But if a yellow. Is that egregious? And it turns the second yellow turns into a red. Like surely, the, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really know how to say with the Jota one because my overriding emotion on the Jota thing is that it was fucking stupid by Jota, not a bad decision. But the first one was bad. Do you know what I mean? Klopp will have been fuming. Klopp didn't even look at him, did he? Klopp didn't even when he walked off. Klopp didn't even shake his hand. Didn't give him a hug. Didn't speak to him. Just sat down. Didn't look at him. I think you say Jota will learn from that, but. I think it's just something you do out of frustration. He, he could do it again because it's not something you really learn. Shouldn't let the referees make the decision. Jot a second one. No, you shouldn't. Exactly. No, you're right. It was the. It was it. It's hard to. There was enough that went on yesterday. Obviously, the first one's really bad. The lad literally trips himself up, so he should never have been booked. But there's enough bad for the Salah free kick, the Gomez penalty, the offside, which obviously we've ended up getting an apology for, the red card. There's enough things there to mourn about, not to mourn about Jota diving in one minute after being given a yellow card from behind after losing possession of the ball. Like, it's there's enough things. Right, should we go to our first question? Liverpool have to just put out a statement. Yeah, I've seen it. So, let me, hang on, let me go and let me just have a look at the sta- statement because people are mentioning it and it's I've probably come live at the same time. Let's have a look. Liverpool Football Club acknowledges PGML's admission of their failures tonight. It is clear that the correct application of the law of the game did not occur, resulting in sport and integrity being undermined. There we go. Let's have a look at Liverpool's statement. Surely I don't need to read the whole thing. Oh, it's not even that long. Liverpool Football Club acknowledges PGMO's admission of their failures last night. It is clear that the correct application of the laws of the game did not occur, resulting in sporting integrity being undermined. We fully accept the pressures that match officials work under, but these pressures are supposed to be alleviated, not exacerbated. 
by the existence and implementation of VAR. It's therefore unsatisfactory you know, that sufficient time was not afforded to allow the correct decision to be made and there was no subsequent intervention. That such failings have already been categorised as significant human error is also unacceptable. Any of to be fair, we've come out fighting, haven't we? Any and all outcomes should be established only by the review and with full transparency. The, listen, the club have got a fucking cheek saying transparency. Let me tell you, though, this is a vital for the rehabilitation of the future decisions making or reliability. Why have I just read that as rehabilitation, reliability of future decision making? It applies to all clubs. In the meantime, we will explore the range of options available. There is no options available, is there really? There's no like, options available. There's nothing you can do. It's a good. It's a good statement. I'm glad they've not just like ignored it or come out. Klopp should have come out and said so much serious, but then you just get fined. What I don't get and what I don't like. Why do? Re why is the no? Even I know that the uh, FA or whatever don't want to like you know like basically give the refs up to the firing squad, but there should be an every week or yeah every week there should be an allocated journalist like a, a ref reputable journalist. Who gets to ask five questions to the referees at the end of the game? That's it. He gets. There's absolutely zero accountability for refs. Nothing. There's nothing. That's the thing. It's a. It's like a closed system. They can do whatever they want, and they just all say, "Oh, they get enough shit off the off the fans and that." But that's not right. So, the reason why players is the TV coming through the mic. By the way, I'm sorry to just interrupt this, but is the TV coming through the mic because the TV's loud, and if I should go and turn it down, or is it? Is it not? Does it not matter? But um, nah, fight sound. Players and managers have to go and do interviews, yeah. They have to go and give interviews, don't they, to the, to, uh, to, to the media because they want them to say the wrong thing. It's an it's a extension of the product. And it's an extent, after the football's finished, they, want, they still want people to, 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 to view and they still want people to stay engaged. So that's why they have to go to the media. And they're hoping that something gets said in the heat of the moment or even if it's positive, negative, anything, but that's what they want, yeah. They're hoping that something gets said in the heat of the moment because people say, if, if there's no plan, if you don't know the questions that are being asked and you've not given time to prepare, which they're not for these, you can say anything. That's a fact, anyone. It's the same with anyone, yeah. So why don't referees have to go in front of the media? Because because FIFA and FIFA or the FA, whatever, and all of them, because they don't, for anyone, I know I said FIFA, but all of them, because they're worried that the referees without time to prepare or anything would say the wrong thing and they would, they'd trip themselves up and they'd end up in trouble. It's not because the, the journalists, right? So a, a journalist or someone from the media or whoever from whoever the guy is from Sky, now Jeff uh, Shreves has left, he's not going to get to interview the referee and just attack him because he'd lose his job or Sky would say, right, listen, he can't, as proven by that. Yeah, exactly. With Mike Dean, with Simon John, exactly that. So, they're saying it's to protect the refs. Whoever's asking the questions are not just going to attack them and just start like calling them corrupt and stuff because they'd lose the job. If 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 the Sky um, interviewer started, you know, like taking liberties and taking the piss with the interview with the, the line of questioning, they would never be allowed to question the referees again. There should be at least someone who's allowed to ask five questions to the to the fingers. If that ref had had to talk to Sky after the game and went, you know what, I had an absolute shock of there, badly miscommunicated. So, yeah, you would. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, but there's no communication. There's no transparency. It's like, they're allowed to... They say, oh, they get enough stick, but they don't get enough stick. You look at other leagues and how they handle VAR, hardly any controversial incidents. Really, UEFA, FA, FIFA, and whoever need to work together in the off-season will work together. It's the only way. Yeah, you're right. Footy needs to take a look at the standard of refereeing in rugby. Full transparency. Fans. Yeah, they're mic'd up, aren't they? Every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that is... I don't, I'm not into rugby at all. Emery will love that you're talking about rugby, but it's not... I, I Me, as a, as a football fan, and I'm guessing other people as a football fan, we don't expect perfection. In fact, you don't want perfection. Uh, perfection. You want you want talking points. You want... You want uh, you want the drama and stuff, but you need transparency. It needs to be. We need to know how these... That offside, right? You can, I can't go. I can't have to sit through that second half, yeah? And Klopp shouldn't have to sit through that second half. The refs are a bag of shit. <laughs> Klopp shouldn't have to sit through that second half. Not knowing why that goal was given offside. Not knowing why it was never... Remember when everyone used to say stuff about European refs being strict and couldn't get away with anything? It's the exact opposite now, the English refs. They won't let... Yeah, it is. It is. We used to have the... We had so I remember what like the times of like the the back end of the Wen uh, the Wenger versus United beef and stuff like that. And when Chet, when Mourinho first came on the scene, that's when I felt like our refs were still the players. You'd see the players arguing with the refs and stuff, and it was good. Do you know what I mean? You see, right, Sam? They need to find some result. But didn't the Premier League get offered or fully automatic, uh, fully auto or semi auto uh, offsides and that? And they said no. Which come on, surely that is that's a that's. Like what is that? If you've got a system which which 
this automatically tells you if something's on or offside with a machine, with a fucking robot. And Howard Webb said, no, yeah, that's, like, come on, that's, that's, is that, yeah, and spewed after it worked, it worked to treat the World Cup, like, do you feel like, you, you feel like a little, like I've got some tinfoil hat on, don't you, saying that it's, it's corruption? And it's almost, I almost feel embarrassed saying it's corruption. But to be fair, if you think there's a billion, there's a game that generates billions and billions of pounds a year is not corrupt, then you're, you're very naive. If it, I don't know if it's corrupt to the level of, let's Tottenham win this, this game, but obviously football is definitely corrupt. It's either corruption or complete incompetence. But, but no, definitely corruption is worse than incompetence, but it can't be, it can't be so incompetent because if something's so incompetent, there would be a, there'd be a complete revamp and there's no revamp. So they don't seem to see a problem with it that much. My missus loves Dixon Cider. Who's Dixon Cider? Is that a drink? I like that. I like just breaking up the chat. Yeah, let's stop talking about football. It's Dixon Cider. Do you know what? We're, not, we're 20 minutes in. We haven't got to one question, but to be fair, I only, I've only got five questions. Oh, oh shit. Psycho's going down a treat. Classic. Dixon Cider. Is that a person? Oh, Dixon. Have I said so much Dixon Cider? Oh, Dixon Cider. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucking stitched up, you little bastards. At least it's not saying something racist. Then again, I can't, I can't say racist stuff. Fuck you all. Hang on. Where's Emma in this? Where's fucking Emma? Where's my chat moderators? SJ Macker, you're getting a timeout for that. Put user in timeout. You're in a timeout, mate. Oh, no, I didn't want them deleted. I didn't want the messages deleted. Oh, sorry, SJ Macker. I didn't want them deleted. I just wanted you in a timeout. Sorry about that. Nah, it was funny. Sorry. Fuck you. Doesn't help that they were in Saudi Thursday night either. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't look that doesn't look good either, does it? I've seen that. Done a bisbing there. Yeah, I felt that. Do you know what? I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm I am very naive. To, I'm not going to read that either, Heineken guy. I'm going to. Uh, I'm very naive with things like that, and I, I it, I'm not as takes me a finger. Has the Wolfpack asked some questions this week? Has it? Hmm. Has El Hamlet fucked me off? Maybe I'm not going to get the views without El Hamlet's questions. I don't think he has, you know. Let's have a look. No, he hasn't. El Hamlet has fucked me off. His tips are that successful that he's got rid of me. Uh, Hamza or Costa. So, I want to say Hamza. Yeah, I said honestly, Kurt, I said that. I said one of these two is going to pull out. I think Costa pulls out of that fight. Nah, I think you're right, though. I think Costa pulls out of that. Imagine if Costa pulls out of that and Chimayev hasn't fought since November last year? October last year? November last year, yeah? Or was it October last year? Or September last year? When when was the uh, Kevin Holland fight? Imagine Costa pulls out of that and he doesn't fight September last year and he goes... I suppose he would probably draft someone in. Who's on the card who we could fight? Have they got? Is there any sort of replacement on the card lower down who could who could step up if one of them fell out? I think Costa pulls out of that. Mad question, but should ex-players be on VAR refs? Yeah, I said that, but there's no incentive because I don't think the money's there for them. But if you look, a lot of these players go skinned, don't they? And if you incentivised it by having it by like this, the Premier League generates billions of pounds every year. Pay the refs proper money so they can get so we can get proper refs in. But then again, yeah, that's the thing. That is the thing. I was literally just going to say then, literally going to say then again. And then you said, sure, the vice is, yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? How do you find an ex-player who's played at any sort of level who hasn't got a bias towards someone? Um, we find it harder to be impartial. Yeah, I think you're right. Plus, you'd get referees refereeing the game to their playing style. Do you know what I mean? Imagine Lee Catamore being a ref or... Imagine Wayne Rooney being a ref. I know obviously it's, these are like bad examples, but you know what I mean? Imagine that, like, how would you find an impartial referee? And they would also, I feel like, referee to the way they played the game. So how much they weighed for doing that also. Like them to disclose how much they got weighed in for doing that also. What uh, What do you mean, Supreme being? Uh, doesn't help that they were in. Oh, yeah, how much they got for being in Saudi? You'll never find out information like that. Right, 25 minutes in. Jerry Opera, I think Jerry gets hit too much and knocks him out. Yeah, we'll just keep answering questions for the chat for now. We can go to these questions whenever we want. Um, I think Pereira, yeah, because Jerry, plus he's, he's been out for a, a, almost a year now. Bad, bad shoulder, as Dana White likes to over-exaggerate. Dana White said it's the worst shoulder injury they've ever seen in the UFC. So I think, I think Pereira, yeah. Pereira's so... 
technically, so obviously a, a good wrestler at light heavyweight could probably beat him because he's he's obviously he's, he's not good on the ground in that. But because Yuri is a striker, I think he he's he's wild and he's fun. His style's not going to last either. That's a fact because he takes far too many shots. Even in winning, he takes too many shots. He even takes too many shots on the ground and everything. Uh, and Pereira is technically too. Do you know, like cute, too tight, like doesn't really give anything up. Like he's he's too robust. I think I don't know if, if I'm, I'm trying to explain myself well, but I just think Pereira's too. He's obviously not boring, but you know, like too well oiled. He's like a German machine. I know he's not German, but you're know, like a well oiled German machine. Like he's too much like Art Lee Catamol got to be the most random shit. Do you know what I mean? I just mean a yard dog. I've used him. To, I think I said him yesterday. So yeah, he did. He did get beat up by Glover, and he pulled it out of the fire though, last minute, didn't he? But yeah, no, I think I think. Um, I think Perot will win that. Right, the first question I've just remembered is a is a good debate and the chat can get involved in this. So, this is Dave. This is a... Dave is actually my manager at work. Can you believe my manager at work watches my YouTube content and doesn't sack me? He gets involved. So, this is a quick one. It says, can you settle the debate? I mean, me talking about it to me... I'll, I'll answer your question, Ollie, after this. Me talking about it probably doesn't settle any debates, but... Debate that Hazard is a fucking crab and shouldn't be mentioned in the same breath as Salah. This, it, obviously, I did that tweet. I did the tweet before I seen this. I don't know if he's seen this or whatever, but this, like, ha, I've been thinking about this all week because I did that tweet and I, I had to mute it in the end. I muted the tweet because I genuinely had Chelsea fans. I wasn't bothering my time with them, but obviously, the other Liverpool fans were like defending Salah in my mentions. Were gen, Chelsea fans were genuinely arguing that Hazard is better than Salah. Yeah, no, he's not a crab. Obviously, it's the same as me, and it? it's the same. It's, it's Mike. I didn't know that until someone put it in one of the in, before I muted the tweet. I seen it. Hazard went a full calendar year without scoring a goal. Could you? I remember Salah used to go. He used to always burn out in here a little bit. Salah, and he'd go like January to like February, and he'd have a little dry run, and it was everywhere. He'd go six, seven games without scoring a goal, and Sky'd have countdowns on breaking yellow bars on the bottom of the fucking Sky News. Salah still hasn't scored. It's been six games, and Hazard went a fucking full year. And it's not like when you compare, I'm trying to think, what's a comparison of people that people compare players where they don't play the same position? You could compare Hazard and Salah. They're both supposed to be like, what, goal-scoring wingers. Hazard was very few. I, can, I, can, a, can a Chelsea fan t tell me, or can anyone, anyone in the chat here, right, off the top of your head, because I, I know people in this chat can definitely do this with Salah. Can a, anyone in this chat t tell me off the top of their head, 10 standout games... Hazard, Hazard has ever in his career. Ten standout games. Very different players, but there's no doubt Hazard carried that Chelsea team. Salah consistency is another level and his injury record puts him both. Andrew Brown is the best player in the league. Yeah. Um, Hazard probably did carry the Chelsea team, yeah. And I will say one thing about his goals, like taking the bias out of it, Hazard played for a lot, sometimes for, um, for more negative managers. I think he had years under Mourinho. He had... Couple of years under Conte. Who else would he have had who's negative? He, he played under. He played a year under fucking. Well, maybe like over the two seasons, a full season over uh, Di Matteo, who was like very negative. Yeah, that's what I think. One, I looked. I was looking at his thing the other day. I think he. I, he, I think he had where you could say he was in the top bracket of players. One standout season in his life. Sorry, Sarri wasn't negative, was it? Wasn't Sarri ball quite progressive? Am I getting that wrong? Wasn't Sarri Ball quite progressive? Oh, that went. That was horrendous. This is Prosecco that was left from JJ's party, and it's quite snide. I thought Sarri Ball was quite progressive. Was that? Was he? He wasn't negative, was he? Progressive Prosecco. <laughs> Everton. There's an Everton fan in here. He was very good under Sarri, but Sarri was smoking about ninety bits a day. That was mad. How Sarri used to just smoke cigs on the training ground, like didn't give a fuck. Can't even remember tearing him off the Italian brush. Hazard's ability to get people off their seats was unreal. You see, yeah, spent too much money. Was Hazard's ability to get people off the seats unreal? Like, he was a, obviously a good player. Like, to me, I say world-class, great, good, average, shit. He was definitely not world-class. He was not, he's not in that top, top, top racket. So he's not your Suarez, he's your Messi, your Ronaldo's, your, uh, maybe they're like, Better than world class, yeah. But say better than world class, and he's definitely not the same. He's not even the, the one below. He's not the Neymar. He's not Salah. He's not 
Uh, I don't know. Who else would you put in? Who would you put in the bracket below Ronaldo, Messi and them? You're talking your Salah. I wouldn't even say Hazard was better than Mane. Seriously. Yeah, the game against Spurs to give Leicester the title. There you go. There's one. Was he ever top 10 in the world? No. Same as Ibrahimovic. Uh, there's nothing wrong with not being top 10 in the world. Imagine being the 15th best player in the world. Fuck me. Amazing. What an amazing career you had. And he had a, and he had a great... Yeah, Mbappe, Bale. Yeah, the, he had a great career. An unbelievable career. I would put Suarez above Salah. I would put Suarez with Messi and Ronaldo. Oh, Ibrahimovic. Do not get me started on Ibrahimovic, mate. Do not. Ibrahimovic is the biggest flat-track bullet that has ever played in football, ever. I feel like Hazard will always cause divided opinions. I reckon if he was at City or Liverpool, it'd be a different story. I don't think so, mate, because Chelsea were a very good side when he played for Were on and off a very good side when he played from Salah, Bale, Robin. He's not in that league. Uh, I'd say Hazard's probably up there with Robin. I'm going to have to say that, but he wasn't as good as Salah, uh, Salah or Bale. Definitely not. Suarez was an animal. Cop that. Yes, cop that. Everyone stream cop that's music, even if you don't like rap. Listen to it just because he's a good guy. Uh, Bale's definitely better than Hazard. Not even not even in question. Of course Bale's better than Hazard. Again, has Hazard ever done anything international level? I know that's not the be-all and end-all, but has Hazard ever done anything at international level? No, never. Um... And, the, and, and I, I am not a stat merchant because if you go and look at your, if you go and look at the stats of like uh, Ronaldinho, for example, I know it, I know he had a few good standout seasons where he scored a few goals. Not for me, Robin won by in the European Cup. No, he did, he did, yeah. But didn't Hazard win the European Cup at Chelsea? Not like won it for them, but he did win one, though, didn't he? In a, exactly in a Belgian side that massively underachieved. Yeah, Suarez was the closest to Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, DJ. Yeah, Suarez. To me, you had Messi, Ronaldo. And then on the court tails, Suarez, and then everyone else below Suarez. Suarez, mate. Can you, can you believe we, he wasted however many years with us and won a fucking League Cup? It can't get it. He nearly dragged. That Liverpool team, obviously Leicester, which was random, that Liverpool team, if we'd have won the league, would have been the worst ever Premier League team to win a league ever. Fucking Alice Soko played a lot of games at left back. Then we had. Glenn Johnson at left back with Flanagan at right back. Skirtle, Carragher, and no, not Carragher. Skirtle, was it Skirtle? Who was the centre half? Skirtle, Agger. Now, Agger went, didn't he? Who was the centre half that year? Sacco. Skirtle, Sacco. Yeah. Sacco. And then you had, who was in the midfield? So you had, he used to always swap, then it was Joe Allen, Henderson, Gerrard, and Coutinho would play the Colo Torre. Yeah, Colo Torre, mate. Colo fucking Torre against West Brom. Jesus Christ. Christ. The worst thing about that is we blew that league. Lucas Leiva, yeah, Lucas Leiva as well. We blew the league. We literally blew the league and we would have been one of the worst teams to ever win the league. What a year that was. Do you know what though? That's That season, we only played well 13 games, didn't we? That 13 game run, we were, because if you remember, we were top of the league at Christmas and fourth on the day after New Year's Day. Nightmares, all that. Free. The draw at Palace meant nothing though after we lost to Chelsea. Like everyone says the free free, but we'd have still we could have beat Palace 4 0 that day, but it still come second. Colotori were an absolute baller at Arsenal. He was an absolute baller. Colotori can look back in his career fondly. What did he win? Premier Leagues. Never won a European Cup, but he won Premier Leagues, he won trophies everywhere. Coutinho, mate. And Sterling as well. 50 grand or what a fee skipping around Vincent Company. What a, what a year Sterling had that year. That Christmas was a nightmare. Chelsea and City away both bottled it. That was the time when I thought Mignolet needed needs to go, mate. Mignolet was a... Sh well, he was always bad. I never thought he was a good keeper. He was, and that used to piss me off. He's a good shot stopper. You fucking... I should fucking think he was a good shot stopper considering he's a fucking goalkeeper, mate. He, he was one of the more... One of the worst... I think he was one of the worst number one keepers ever in Premier League history. He was the least commanding goalkeeper of all time. He looked like he had anxiety, mate. He couldn't command his box at all. Didn't Hazard score the winner in that game? What game? What game are we talking about here? <clears throat> The Negredo goal. Oh, don't. The Negredo goal, man. Negredo misplaced it and turned away. Turned away and Mignolet threw it into his own goal. No, I think it was Eto when it was in Eto, the Chelsea winner. Or was that just a really bad mistake? Listen, Hazard scored some good goals. Hazard played, had some good games. And Hazard played well played well against Liverpool a lot of the time because we used to... Because he, do you remember the, game, the League Cup game as well, by the way? He was, he was playing against um, Klein and was doing nothing. And then... Swapped himself over to Moreno and bullied Moreno. Yeah, Eto'o. It was the Eto'o winner and it was a fucking bad mistake by Mignolet. I was fucking there. 
and it was a fucking disgrace. Hazard equalised, yeah. Right, should we do another... Uh... <laughs> it's a bad drink, that, you know. Uh, should we do another another question from this? So, Carl Rigby, he's a, a, a regular... So, next, this is the last time I'm going to do email questions. After this, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be the community thread on, on YouTube. So, you have to ask questions through the community thread. And then... People like the questions, and the question that gets them as the questions get more likes, they go up to the top. I'm not a shoot that Luke Thomas does it, and obviously he has like he gets like a thousand viewers live and fifty thousand viewers of his live chats overall. So he, he obviously gets a lot of things. So I'm not I'm not assuming that people are going to go on my community thread and like the questions, but at least I'll be able to see the questions. And what I want to be able to do eventually, I know I'm a month in now, and I have still haven't done. I said, oh, I'll get better at editing. I'll get better. At, oh, I've done nothing. Still don't know. I still don't know how to do anything. The other day. I started a video, yeah, and the, the boxing video, and Meg came home earlier than she should have done. So it interrupted the video because I had to go and unlock the door, and I didn't even know how to edit the two halves together. That's how bad I am at the, all this. But I'm still already. I got told not to expect to monetize YouTube for six to 12 months, and I did it in four weeks. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to be rich. I need to get on these Misfits cards. I'm going to punch someone's head in on these Misfits cards, and I will get on the Misfits card as well. Diaz just because Var had a second look. What decision was worse, the Diaz goal or Sterling versus... Oh, Diaz, mate. The Sterling goal was obviously a terrible decision, but the Diaz goal, there's a, no, a new system in play that means the Diaz goal should never have should never happen. That should... There's literally instant replay, and the, and the Diaz goal got disallowed. Of course. How long till a Raid Shadow Legends ad? What's that? Oh, is that where the... Where the you're, and you're shooting the balls or... Del deleting that. Woogs versus Deji. I would punch Deji's head in. He's a fucking nerd and I'd batter him, but he's not going to fight me. I need to fight someone who's also making the debut because someone said that Ben, you know that ben Davis guy, but he, he, I know he got sparked by Anderson Silver's son, but Anderson Silver's son can fight me. That Ben ben Davis guy trains. He does jiu-jitsu. He wrestles. He boxes. He's been boxing for a couple of years. He'd fucking punch my head in. So I need... Sam Sadler, who's Sam Sadler? Lad, I'm an Arsenal fan, and even I rubbed my eyes in the pub thinking, surely he's on. Mate, he was on. Fogden, oh, Fogden. I'll strangle Fogden for nothing. Woogs versus True Jordan. Uh, what? Listen, tell you what, I've not fasted since uh, August 23rd. So when I came back from Lost Village, I'd, uh, I'd, I was four pounds, four pounds down, somewhat down, four, three pounds down. And then for some reason, for the first two weeks, I wasn't fasting and I wasn't eating, I was eating whatever I wanted and I wasn't putting weight on. I put five pounds on, but I was still staying below 15 stone. I was 14, 11, 14, 11, 14, 11. I haven't weighed myself for two weeks, but my medium tops are very tight now. So the weight's going back on. So I could probably meet True Jordy at this weight. Please level Fogden, I'd pay. Fogden would have me a move around on a Misfits card. I'd fight him. Can you explain? Can you explain the times you fast? Should I do that? Because I said I was going to do a video on it and I just haven't done one. Right. So I do 36 hour fast yet and I lost over three stone. Uh, Paul, how do you pronounce his last name? Someone write out how you pronounce. Is it matching or matching? I'd I'd fight him. I'd fight Paddy Murphy. I'd fight Paul. I'd put. I'd fight Paul Matching, Paul, uh, Paul Craig, and Paddy Murphy on the same night. If, if Misfits want to put that together, I'll fight all three of them on the same night, one after the other. I'll fight three, four rounders in the same night. Adam Raw, I'd bath, like Adam Raw is smashing it right because everyone thinks I'm jealous of Adam Raw, and I am. I probably am jealous of Adam Raw because although. He's a comedian, and the thought of me getting on fucking a stage and telling jokes in front of 4,000 people is nothing. I'm jealous about that because I couldn't even think about that. But Adam Rowe, I'd punch his head in. Surely, surely none of you think Adam Rowe can win me a fight. I'd batter him. I'd batter Adam Rowe. I can batter Adam Rowe. May Chin. May Chin. I'd beat him as well in a fight. Who's that side of your manic kid? Fight him. Um, still Ryan. So that's still Ryan. It's hard to criticise him because he does a lot of nice stuff in it, but I do not find him funny at all, you know. Does anyone find him funny? Still Ryan. Like, I don't, I'm not, I, get, I, I like his message and I'm happy that he's smashing it and he's doing a really good thing, but I don't find, I did, I seen a video where he was in his car in traffic and he jumped out of the car and danced and the people videoing going, ha, 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 and I think, when do I laugh? There you go, Josh. Yeah, the car video, mate. Hell yeah, I can't, I can't watch anything he does either. But I feel like I'm a fat, angry, 31-year-old man. So I don't think stuff still around is for me. I don't think he's I don't think the stuff he does is for me. I don't think it's supposed to be for me. I don't think I'm supposed to enjoy it. I'm not his target audience. So 
do you know what I mean? So fair play to him, he's smashing it, and I, and I hope he does smash it because he seems like a good kid in that. He's a blue though, isn't he? So probably racist on the slide because most blues are. But but he, I don't find him funny at all. And that's the only thing I said about Adam. Do you remember the, uh, uh, in on me, Adam Rowe went? All I ever said was Adam Rowe was not funny. And I said, in taking that picture where he was stood there like this, in Rome, in Rome or wherever he was, was cringy. And he went in calling me a loser, jealous and all this. I can say someone's not funny. He probably doesn't think I'm funny. He used to sit on TikTok live terroring people, but he just spaffs all Yeah, he did. I remember this because he used to terrorize that. his talkie-talkie. When you were his age, did you find his shit funny? No, I didn't, no. But I've always liked more to the bone stuff, not like jumping at your car and dancing in the video. That Adam Rose is beautiful as well. He does made in. I didn't say that, by the way. I'm reading it from the chat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's weird with Adam Rowe because I used to, he used to be on Twitter before he like kind of blew up. And he was a bit of a triad. He, people say I'm a triad trying to be Scouse. Obviously, I'm from Bolton. Like, couldn't be more from Bolton. He was a triad Scousman. He was Scouse. Like, but he was okay. He was all right on Twitter. But he was like a bit triad and wanted to fit in with Scouse Twitter weirdly. And now he smashed it. Listen. Listen, he smashed it, man. I'm, I say it all the time. He's smashed, smashing life. He's got something like, is it like 5,000 or maybe even 10,000 Patreons? He's fucking killing the game, mate. He gets, he gets, he sells out the Echo for his podcast. He does sold out tours. He's smashing life. He's killing the game, killing it all. But I just don't find him funny. I'm allowed to not find him funny. He probably doesn't find me funny. He definitely doesn't find me funny. Yeah, the, the Mackie's incident, you know what I mean? It doesn't get brought up enough, that Mackie's incident. Like, what the fuck? I'd batter bank. No, I wouldn't batter bank when she's a girl. Right, anyway. Cal Rigby, because we've done one question in 41 minutes. I know most people do come for the chat, but these people have bothered to waste their time emailing questions. They have to be answered. Cal Rigby, all right, mate. My question this week is, what is Craig David's best song and why is it Fill Me In? So I'll start by saying, Cal Rigby, you're a good guy, but you're out of your fucking mind. Fill Me In is not Craig David's best song. Possibly not top three. What's Craig David's best for? Rendezvous is Craig David's best song. Of all time, not up for debate, not up for question. Rendezvous is his best song. Second best song would be... Nah, it's Fill Me In. Fill Me In could be top three. Uh, you're sleeping round late, late. Nah, I'd say Seven Days Second and... Scouse thing, do the thing, mate. It's Mackie's closure. Mackie's closure, like, mate, they don't open till six, like... Some woman's not going to open Mackie's because you've crashed a car. Just stand under the shelter and wait five minutes till it opens. You know what I mean? Like, some of these people, I just think, how do they fucking put the pants on like, the right way in the morning? Back to Craig David. Number one, Rendezvous. We'll always stand by that, even though it's not like his most commercial. Real, real, really love is his best one. Is that one of his new shithead club ones? I don't even know what really love is. Um, seven Days, number two. Rendezvous, what a song. Oh, mate, Rendezvous. What a song, mate. When it comes on... I, I, wouldn't, I, I don't think I've ever skipped it, ever. I don't think I've ever skipped Rendezvous. It is, it's just an unbelievable song. Born to do it. How good an album? I know I did that whole Craig David thing, but how good? Oh, fuck off, Josh, mate. I've definitely not heard that song. How good is Born to do it? Like, I'm not, I, I feel like I can't, I can't talk, like, sh stress how much I love Born to do it. Like, how good an album that is. How one of the, it's one of the best UK albums of all time. Dave, but I don't think it did. Dave, you, you've listen. Should we fucking give Dave a timeout? Because if you if you're in here asking questions like that, that means you've not watched my Craig David uh, Craig David video, which to me means you're not a loyal friend, mate. You're not a loyal friend because that Craig David video was a passion project for me. I don't think he's deleted. <laughs> Emma's put him on a timeout. I was only joking, but he deserves it. He fucking deserves it. Um, so. Ball Selector definitely didn't help. And people definitely didn't take him serious after Ball Selector, which is why he moved to Miami. And which is why he probably didn't... It's hard to know because the music after Ball Selector... So if he was still making good music and Ball Selector came out, you could almost pair the two off against each other. Massive hype from Ball Selector, good music. Put them together, makes them even bigger. But he didn't release any good songs after that 
Born to Do It album, he released Rise and Fall, and that is it. And then Insomnia is like a song that I probably, I wouldn't, if any Craig David fan told me that Insomnia is a sick, uh, shit song, I wouldn't argue. I think I just like it. I don't, it's, I don't, it's like Kano's song, like Rock and Roller. He's disowned that song, but I still think it's a tune. I know he sold out and it was a club song. He tried to get it in the thing. It was when Rio Ferdinand, the little fucking mank hand butty lip cunt, when he first did that uh, Five magazine, he, he did it for him to try and, you know, like blow it up. Um, Tinchy Banger, don't that, mate? Where's your love with Tinchy Banger? I like Tinchy Strider. I like Tinchy Strider. I, was, I went through the whole, I went through the whole Tinchy Strider, Endubs, fucking all that era. I went through all that. I, 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 that was me. I grew up. I was in my early 20s or like late teens when they were all blowing up, blowing up. I liked Tinchy Strider. He, he, he was another one. He was good. And then he did that in my system and it fell off. But, but Craig David, yeah, the ball selector thing didn't help. And it obviously embarrassed him and people stopped taking him seriously. But his music he released was shit. So unless he comes out and says, well, I couldn't release good music because my head was that chocker because of Bo Selector, then like, yeah, maybe. But if he's just saying, nobody took me serious after Bo Selector and stopped listening to my music, they stopped listening to the music because the music release was fucking dog shit. That's why. It's nothing to do with nothing to do with Bo Selector. You started releasing shit music. Tell me one good song he released. After Slicker Than Your Average, after Rise and Fall and Slicker Than Your Average, tell me one good song he ever released. He didn't release any, did he? He didn't. There's not one good song on any of them albums. And then, bear in mind, he only did two. They were both shit. And then he did, I watched his TS5 set at a day fest. Was decent. Yeah, so I went watching him live. I went watching him. I said this on the, the Craig David, but for anyone who's not watched it, I went watching him live at the Ritz in Manchester, me and my mate Christian. And there was maybe six, 700 people there. What's the, let me have a look. What's the, uh, what's the Ritz um, capacity? Manchester, because it wasn't sold out. Manchester Ritz Capacitero. So the Ritz is 1,500 people. And that's with the top bit open. And the top bit wasn't, definitely wasn't. Oh, no, because that was VIP. So there was maybe 700 people at this Craig David Greatest Hits uh, gig. And it was good, right? So we did, like, who did, do you know, do you know who's on the, is she called Banks? The singer Banks. She was at the support and she was really good. And that's how I got into her. And I actually liked her for ages after that. But yeah, there was maybe 700 people, yeah, at this. It was in 2014, and there was maybe, maybe 700 people. Um, let me just get my dates right. Craig David, Greatest Hits Tour. Greatest Hits Tour. The Ritz, Manchester Ritz. And there must have, there could have been maybe 700 people there, yeah. And uh, 2013... 2013, so it was 2013, yeah, and there might have been six, 700 people there, and I had always followed him on Instagram, that's how I got found about, uh, about his tour, uh, I will answer that in a minute, Heineken, and he said, and I knew he was doing these, so we used to do these, um, kept commenting then, forgetting I'd been put in jail, <laughs> I didn't put you in jail, so he, so he, I knew on Instagram he'd always go live and do these TS5s, and honestly, they'd get less viewers than I've got now, yeah, but he, but he did them, so about 20 minutes before the end of his set, he said, like, I've been doing these TS5 sets and I would love to be able to play a little TS5 for you. Is that all right? And he did half an hour of this TS5 and I promise you 200 people got off. 200 people left, I promise you, right? Maybe more. But but I liked the songs he was doing because he was putting Bieber in there, Monster Boy, loads of old garage songs and that. I, I, I enjoyed the TS5 set, yeah. And then, and, obviously, and because he'd left, a lot of his bigger songs, maybe Seven Days, Walking Away, do you know what I mean? He'd left them songs, so people stayed for TS5. Now, at this time, TS5 was just something he did in his little, it was with a white DJ booth in his all-white apartment in Miami, yeah? and it was just, that's all it was. And then, so that's 700 people, maybe 500 were left for the show, that's 2013. Three years later, he sold out back-to-back dates at the Manchester Arena. I saw him on some mad radio city thing with the relief about a year ago and he was boss to be fair. He is, he throws a good party because he gets, he's not just like a DJ, he sings, doesn't he? He sings the parts as well. He he, he does throw a good party and he's, I, do, I wouldn't go and watch him live. Like, I, mean, I I've always said, I'm not known, now I'm 31, I wouldn't, but when I used to go to a beef, and I, I will still go to a beef, I'm not saying I'm too old for a beef, but I used to like to stay at a beef rocks because it was always road. It was always, you always knew there was going to be people at the hotel. It was always going to be booming. The pool was always going to be good. The drinks were good. Like it was quite, che- like quite cheap at the bar and that. Like I always stay, I would always, I wouldn't always stay at Beef Rocks. I'd go to Beef for multiple times, but I would like to stay at Beef Rocks once a summer, yeah. And, but I would never go to his pool party. 
there's twice I've been to a beef rocks where he's had a pool party and obviously you get free tickets if you stay in there and I would fuck off and do something else because I'm not watching Craig David in a beef. It's just, it's, I'm not. So I'm not into his new thing because them dance tunes are shit. And I listen, I do not, I don't hold it against him selling out. Imagine being Craig David and you was a massive in the, in the year 2000 and now no one gives a shit about you. Now you're doing gigs at the Manchester Ritz and 500 people are watching you perform at the end. Listen, I would love 500 people to come and watch me perform, but imagine being him and 500 people are coming watching him perform. It must be fucking soul-destroying watching yourself fall off like that. So I don't blame him. Of course you'd want to come back and get the limelight and the money. He'll, he'll, be, he'll have probably made 10 million, maybe not 10 million, maybe 5 million in the last six, seven years from constant touring, festivals, residences in Ibiza. I don't bl- honestly don't blame him for selling out and making these club songs, but but you can't expect your old school fans to like them because they're dog shit. Every single one of them is dog shit. Not one of his old, not one of his club songs are on my big playlist. They're not. And my playlist is what's so what's what, how much is my big playlist? And I promise you, not one of them was on it. Nah, I think he knows he's making shit songs because he used to back in the day, he used to post videos on Instagram in the gym, listening to fucking R and B and say R and B only. He, I don't, he probably doesn't even listen to his own music. He doesn't. There's no way Craig David likes any of the music off his last three albums. He doesn't. The shit. Yeah, of course. He's making. Listen, he's making money in it, and it, and it's it's nice to perform in front of. It must be nice to perform in front of people. It must be nice to have people singing back your songs. It must be nice to go to a beefa every week and make 20 grand just for going to it. Imagine you're getting flown out to be for first class or private jet. You're staying in a sick hotel. You're performing in front of a sold out crowd. You've got people singing your songs back to you and you're getting paid for it. Who wouldn't blame me? I'd sell out. I'd sell this out. If I, if I got offered, no, 50 grand, not 50 grand a year. Maybe I got offered 100 grand a year to be propaganda for Everton. I'd sell out. I'd put a fucking Everton hat on and this page would become an Everton propaganda page and I'd sit here praising Dominic Calvert-Lewin every day of the week after an Everton podcast so I don't I, I don't blame him for selling out I would sell out I'd sell out tomorrow for the right money but you can't expect me to like the music because the music's dog shit I'd sell me on episode. yeah exactly so I've got 1,558 songs 99 hours and 29 minutes on my on my playlist my shuffle playlist look at that what I've been listening to if you're not the one, yeah, and he's not on it. But also, hang on, I'm going to do thoughts on Dennis and Logan Paul, but I said I would... Heineken, Schmeineken, best live gig you've ever been to. I saw, before we blew up, and he's my favourite rapper of all time, and there's a question about this because I've put the questions down. Ch- I saw Childish Gambino, yeah, I don't know if anyone's into Childish Gambino, but think how big he is now, how massive he is all around the world. I saw him at Gorilla in Manchester. Me and me, Booth, Jack and Chris saw him at Gorilla in Manchester. So you're talking. Again, let me Google Gorilla. Knew you was going to say Gambino. Must have, mate, honestly. Gorilla, Manchester, capacity. The capacity is 520 people. It was sold out because tickets were 10 quid. And it's bad this, isn't it? So I got six tickets at 10 quid each. This is my first days of touting. And me, Jack, hang on. Am I grassing myself up to Chris? Yeah, I am. Listen, Chris, I love you to bitch. Yeah, I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grass myself up to Chris, one of my very close friends, Chris. I told him I never got tickets because I got offered 50 quid each for two tickets, 100 quid. Bear in mind, back then, whenever this was, when was Childish Gambino at Gorilla? Let me find out. Childish Gambino, Gorilla. <laughs> 2013 again so in 2013 i was skinned and i got offered i got five tickets sorry because it was me jack and boo who went and i had five tickets and it was supposed to be me jack boo and chris going but i got offered to sell two of these tickets for 100 quid and they were a tenner each and i told chris i never got the tickets because but in my defense chris was always known as being one of the worst payers ever so everyone would pay as soon as you bought the tickets and chris would never pay and he'd give you the cash on the day so if you don't want to pay me the tickets got sold for 100 quid and it was the best gig ever. Christmas Day and the best gig ever for being a tight bastard. But yeah, Gambino at, uh, at Gorilla. Best gig ever. Imagine 500 people watching your favorite. He's my favorite rapper of all time. He, he, he is a nerdy black lad, yeah? A nerdy black lad who moved to a new area because his dad got a new job. My, I was born in London and we moved to Bolton because, my, because the, the British Council did an in, incentive to get people to move from London to Manchester because it was cheaper. 
I feel Childish Gambino in my soul. The stuff he talks about is what I lived. Not obviously the exact same stuff because he lived in Atlanta, I was bullying, but like being the odd one out at a, at a white, white, predominantly white school. And do you know what I mean? Like, it, that's why I feel like I, I love him because it, I fucking, I, I feel like he's not his life's my life, but we moved to Bolton. There weren't a fucking black, I honestly didn't know other black people existed. I've said this before, but I didn't know if other people, black people existed till I was about 13. I thought I was the only black person. Me and my dad and Becky were the only fucking three black people in existence in Bolton till I was about 13. Uh, yeah, Dave, I'm not into his stand-up that much, I'll be honest. I'm not massively into his stand-up. I mean, it's all right. I love him in films. I love Atlanta, the TV show. I love everything. I've, I know he wrote a lot of 30 Rock. I kind of can get into 30 Rock. I'm more just into his music. But yeah, I seen Childish Gambino at a 500 capacity venue and it will forever be the best gig ever because then I went and watched his last ever gig at the Manchester O2, at the uh, London O2 when it's like, what, 20-odd thousand. He did back-to-back shows and I watched his last ever one and so I, you go from that to that and it's just... And I watched and everything in between. I saw everything in between. I saw him multiple times in between. I saw him at the Brixton Academy so what's that? Three thousand people, maybe. Do you know what I mean? I've seen everything. I don't know. Maybe he blew up before two thousand thirteen, but that's when he played Gorilla in two thousand thirteen, and it was ten quid a ticket, and there was five hundred of us there. So he mustn't have blew up that much, or he wouldn't have done Gorilla, would he? Um, he was unreal in Solo. That Lando character was perfect. Yeah, perfect when he landed the, the old Lando. Yeah, that's yeah, that's mad, Mike. Yeah, maybe he did blow up before that, Mike. But but that's where I seen him and. I, maybe because I liked him so much, I didn't I didn't understand if he was bigger out of a bubble. But yeah, maybe he did blow up before that. But that's that's when it was. And go on my Instagram, the video of me stood this much away from him because I promise you, back then I never let anyone. I pushed my way to. I used, everyone used to turn up at like six hours early, queue to get to the front, and I used to push my way to the front every single time. And I was stood here. Charles Gambino was there, and I was here, and I watched the whole set from two sets two yards away I and mean, if you go down you can be asked scrolling down all the way down my Instagram the videos there of him doing it I reckon he blew up around then yeah mainstream wise yeah I think Mike you probably you're probably thinking of when we knew him this is supposed to be an hour long it's been 56 minutes and I've still got two questions and the last two questions are quite long so I'm going to go to them now oh no someone I said I would, I would thoughts on Dennis Logan Paul I'm just going to do this quick uh, not asked about the fight because it doesn't that influence the boxing I do I do find myself kind of getting into it. Like I sort of got into Jake Paul Diaz, but I'm not that into it. And Lo- I don't like Logan Paul. I don't like Dylan Dennis. The Dylan Dennis stuff to me is not funny. Like I get that. Yeah, oh my God. Oh, look, Logan Paul's birds are slag. Like, like, but like, I'm not, and I know I'm not saying I'm not like taking them all the high ground. I think I find well touchier things funnier than that, but I just don't, I'm just, I'm bored of it. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't find someone terrorizing someone's bird that that funny. Maybe I did it. Maybe I thought it was like, haha, look at first. And I thought, whoa, she's, but now I just think like, I'm a bit bored of it now. So I'm not asked. I'll watch, I probably will watch the card because it will be on and I want to see who wins. And if I'm doing nothing, I'll watch it. But I'm not that, yeah, generous for a few days. But now it's, I couldn't care less. Like, I don't care. I'm not asked about it. And, and I've, I've never really liked Dylan Dallas. I definitely don't like Logan Paul. The fight's going to be shocking. Tommy, not going to hold Tommy. Tommy's obviously going to beat KSI unless he's been paid to take a dive, which you can't imagine he can because John Fury wouldn't let him. He's going to smoke him. Right, next question. Smidge82. This was sent in on episode three. It was a stone episode three. Yeah, and it was one where I was really rough and didn't get to it. So I said I'd do it on the bonus live chat one in the airport was far too pissed to answer all the questions, so I didn't. So this has been Smidge82 always asks questions, and he hasn't asked a question this week. The first time he hasn't asked a question, so he probably thinks, fuck you, I asked a question, and he answered it t- twice. So Smidge82 said, did you have a good childhood? And I, and I was thinking, I, sh- I want to answer this question. Like, we'll answer this question. Yeah, I had a great childhood, you know. Like, I always think uh, about my childhood. Yeah, I had a great childhood. Unreal, like, uh, was never bullied, was always, like, one of the boys, like I always think me, like so. I lived in Bolton, and I've just said this before, but I lived in Bolton. Yeah, there was no black people. A lot of black people live in Bolton now, but I genuinely must have been one of five black people, maybe that I didn't know about. But there was no black people in Bolton most of my childhood. Yeah, so I was the only black person in Bolton. I've had glasses since I was in year two. I'm allergic to everything. I have random flare-ups and my allergies. I have inhalers all the time. 
I've had them in school. I have to carry them in my pocket all the time. I should have, and, and I was a chubby kid, yeah. Well, I was a skinny kid till secondary, then I was fat through secondary. I realistically should have been bullied every day of my life. I, being a hor the horrible kid I was and being like one of the lads, would have bullied me, I think. But because I was like kind of that funny and that, that like kind of witty and I suppose like quite intelligent, I got away with being, and I'm nerdy. I'm, I'm definitely like, nerdy on the sly and that not maybe not even the sly maybe out in your face nerdy but I never got bullied or anything like that when I mean, you'd think I would I had a great childhood like we never really had much money wise family that I, I, it's only been later where like I've sort of like been able to enjoy things like I've, we never had money it was talk was literally in the hospital talking to my mum about this now so my mum's mum and dad lived in Spain from before I was born so every year we would either go to Spain for a holiday because it was just flights or so we moved to London. So we was born, I was born in uh, Farnborough Hospital and my sister, maybe that's too much information, and my sister was born, we was all born in London. So when, my sister's four years older than me. So when I was born, two weeks old, we moved to Bolton from London. Didn't know a single person in Bolton. Obviously there was no family, no friends or anything. Um, got a shoot lad in a bit. See you later, brother. Um, so yeah, moved to Bolton and... Uh, did, we didn't, didn't, mum had no friends, dad had no friends, completely isolated. Only my dad had a job and that, do you know what I mean? And we had a, so my mum, my, apparently I was only two weeks old, so I went up, but my sister apparently used to cry because she, she missed her grandparents. So this woman called Grand Smith, love her, her I'll love her to the day I die, honestly. She's still, still alive now, she's a bit older now. Uh, there was a time where these kids were terrorizing her as well, and I fucking sorted that out because she's one of the nicest women ever. She told my sister, I'll be your grand. I'll be a Bolton granny. So she was our grand smith and she had a caravan in real, towing in real. Anyone ever go to towing? No, you don't have a good child, mate. Honestly, we were skinned, bro. So we were badly skinned. Um, so we'd go to, so we'd go and stay in my grand smith's caravan for free and we'd go to Spain. So that was our summer holidays. Usually a week in Spain and if we could afford it, a week in real. And that was it every year till I was about, I think we went to Tunisia when I was mm, 15 and it was like, whoa, we're in a new place now. Uh, no, I'd never had any money, but always I was always out. Never the fat fur at real nightlies, nightlies fur at real. What a gaff, man! One of the best. But yeah, I had a great. Honestly, I had a great. I had a great childhood. Um, was always out. Discovered Xbox at like sixteen. Started playing the Xbox. I was like used to drink. I was one like everyone's probably the same child as everyone else. I used to lie to my mum and dad and drink on the streets from fifteen. Drinking Frosty Jacks and that. My sister was always four years older than me. So when I was 15, she was 19. So she would go in the shop for me or one of her mates would go in the shop for me and get my beer. Yeah, I had a... Are you checking in from real? How would you live in real? I went to Terran every year for about a decade, every summer. And I used to look... Do you know what? How mad is this? I used to love going to real more than going to Spain because I was allowed to take a friend to the caravan. So my mum would let me take a, a mate with me. And I used to love it that we'd go away for a week and I'd take a mate. I fucking loved my ho uh, my my holidays to real but yeah i sorry smidge 82 i know i know you are on twitter and that, that's your twitter name um it took me three live chats to answer this question but yeah i had a fucking sick childhood was always out playing football getting i remember once the only time my dad's ever seriously put a bit of a beating on me was i got a liverpool top for my birthday sander westerfeld liverpool because i used to i wanted to be a goalkeeper when i was younger i was never i never played goalkeeper i used to want to be a goalkeeper i used to like goalkeepers probably because i was a bit of a mad bastard so i had a sander westerfeld green liverpool goalkeeper's top and got it for my birthday went out the first day went to uh, dixon green bowling green and the so they the, they put a new fence with spikes on the top but there was a bit you could cr crawl under that where the gate where the grass was like undergrown and you could get under it and they put vandal grease under the bottom of the fuck. Remember vandal grease? Anyone at my age remember vandal grease? And they put fucking vandal grease. You definitely get on the other bus. No, I don't, mate. And they put uh, vandal grease on the bottom of the fence and I climbed under it and got vandal grease all down the back of my new Liverpool Sander Vesterveld top and got Robert Smith, he remembers vandal grease and I got fucking battered by my dad. But yeah, I was always up to, like, I was bit of a mischievous child never like malicious or naughty or anything obviously overly chatty all the time i've got some old city shirt with vandal grease on yeah bro it's bad that it vandal grease was the fucking worst when it and used to shit yourself when you got it on your clothes and when your mum and dad were gonna know you'd been fucking about um yeah i did yeah he did he fucking where's where's fucking emma when i'm getting terrorized by dublin 88 do you know what i mean and do you know also what best thing dublin 88 actually now leave him in you have to subscribe to comment so thank you for the subscription you little bum no don't delete his messages Oh, gone now. Anyway, but yeah, I had a fucking great childhood.
And then, because we've gone over an hour now, we're an hour and three, four minutes, I'm going to just do the last quick question and that's it. It's been, I fucking really enjoyed this chat. How much Prosecco have I got there? Oh, I've not even, I've only had like, not even a full bottle. Um, so this is off Lee Morris and it's not the Lee Morris as we've discovered. It's a fucking, someone moonlighting has him or someone else. Too fucking late, you can't make a decision. So he says, favourite UK male singer, favourite UK female singer, favourite American male singer, American female singer, UK rapper, American rapper. So I'm just going to throw these off quickly. So favourite UK male singer, should we just go Craig David? No, George Michael. George Michael. Favourite UK male singer, George Michael. Favourite UK female singer. Favourite UK female singer would be... Hmm. I want you to what are all yours as well. As I'm answering them, answer yours. Favourite UK male singer is George Michael, by far. Favourite UK female singer, Ellie Goulding, I'm going to go. Ellie Goulding. Favourite American male singer, ooh. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Favourite American female singer, hmm. Tina Turner? Tina Turner? Yeah, I've got Tina Turner. Favourite UK rapper, Fredo. Favourite American rapper, Childish Gambino. That is an hour and five minutes. MJ, should, yeah, I was thinking MJ, but... And I do love MJ. But should we all love MJ, really? Like, oh, I do separate them. I do separate the music from the person, but... And then again, Chris Brown fucking battered Rihanna to a fucking inch of her life, didn't he? So, I'd say Chris... I'd say, I, I listen to more Chris... I, I, yeah, he is a nonce. I listen to more Chris Brown than I do MJ, so I'm just going to say Chris Brown. But yeah, Chris Brown. Right, it's been an hour and five minutes... This has been a great live chat again. Um, enjoyed this one, yeah, really did. And I'm not stoned this time either. Uh, MJ, or, uh, MJ or R. Kelly, fuck me, mate. Guys, did you just like anyone who fucking terrorises women and kids? I'm going to leave it at that anyway. This has been a great live chat. Thanks, Emma, for moderating the chat. Because where's Connor? Where's my new fucking moderator, Connor? Not showed up, has he? So next video, next week, I'm going to do a video about my new love for NFL. Kind of. It's just, I just like, I've been watching a lot of reality TV on M NFL. Uh, and it's and 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 NFL and the MSL format, the MS ML, MLS format that I've seen. Uh, and I'm going to do my obviously my, my weekly combat. It's funny that with them weekly combat videos get the worst views, the worst downloads. Nobody likes boxing and MMA, but I still do them because I enjoy talking about them. And I'm going to do I don't know in a live chat next week, but I really need a week because I've been drinking prosecco. Cheers to everyone who's been in here. It's been good. See you later. Bye.